The 16th of July, 2009, episode 115. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. In this episode, I'm going to respond to an email that I got recently from one of our listeners that had some really good questions uh, pertaining to an internship that they're dealing with. So today we'll talk a little bit about internships. Uh, I'll share what I know, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, things like business etiquette as well, and uh, you know how to deal with working a job that may not necessarily be paying you, and how to you know fit that into your schedule and make sure that you can still pay your bills. So those are the topics we'll be covering today on Rookie Designer. So you may be wondering uh, why I'm actually putting out a podcast the very next week after I put out a podcast. Uh, I had a little free time on my hands, so I thought I'd get something done. But also, I'm going to be on vacation next week, so I wasn't going to be able to put out the podcast on the actual day that it was due. So I figured, hey, I got a little bit of free time. Let's go ahead and do it ahead of time, and that way we don't have to sacrifice anything. So... Here I am a week after I've actually done a podcast, which is uh, good news that I actually have the time to do this. But uh, um, I want to thank everybody for downloading the podcast, subscribing, getting it however you do, and uh, tuning in and and, uh, helping me out. Because just by listening, of course, you're helping me out. You're uh, making this a better podcast. You're making it continue on. and uh, as long as I can get people to keep listening to what I have to say, then I'm going to keep doing it. So thank you for that again. And uh, not much else news going on here other than, you know, I ask that you guys go ahead and spread the word about this podcast. If you think it's useful, you think it might be useful to someone else, let them know about it. And uh, of course, there's several ways to do that. I'm on Twitter now, and my name is Rookie Designer up there. And uh Getting lots of followers on that. If you guys want to put out the word through Twitter, of course, that's probably one of the best ways right now to uh, let a whole bunch of people know about something, you know, all at one time. So uh, if you want to give a shout out for the podcast, tell people where to get it, how to get it, that would be much appreciated. And of course, again, you know, the bigger our audience grows, the better this community is. Maybe we can get some more people up on the forum. Um, uh, I will kind of leak this information. I am, you know, starting the beginning stages of looking into actually making the website into something better. Uh, This, of course, is going to have a lot to do with how much time I have, which hasn't been much lately. But um, I really feel like the website right now is is really just a, a housing for the podcast. And it really doesn't offer much other than maybe going to grab some show notes or get a link or something from there. So I want rookiedesigner.com to be something that, you know, you can go there and there's some good resources for you. Um, anyways, just to let you know, I have some different ideas brewing there of making that something that you might actually want to go check out um, rather than just going there, you know, if you need that that link from the show notes or whatever. So um, that hopefully will be coming in the near future, but uh, it's at least something under consideration right now. And hopefully I'll be able to get that done, you know, within a reasonable amount of time. Other than that, uh, this podcast is being brought to you as always by GoToMeeting. And with GoToMeeting, you can do more and travel less, and you save a bunch of money in the process. You actually set up meetings on your computer, invite people, and they 
they come to the meetings through their web browser and they can see everything that's going on on your desktop. So uh, you're able to actually show them your ideas rather than just try and tell them over the phone. Uh, they can, you can share your desktop with them. You talk to them over the phone or over voice over IP at the same time. And now it's almost like they're in the same room with you. So it's a great thing uh, if you want to share some designs that you're doing for somebody, some web design or you know any kind of design, you can get that instantaneous feedback from them. It's also very cheap because you pay one flat rate and meet as many times as you need to meet. If you want to try this for free, you can. You just need to go to this URL, gotomeeting.com slash techpodcasts. That's gotomeeting.com slash techpodcasts. You'll be able to download the software and try it for free for 30 days and give it a try and see if it's something that will work for you. All right, so I've been trying to pour back through my emails lately and find you know people suggesting things for topics. Uh, one of these actually just came in yesterday, and I... I it struck me as such a great topic that I had to jump on it real fast and, and go ahead and do that. Uh, so we're going to answer some of the questions from this email. And I have another email that came in uh, quite a while ago that had just another quick question that I wanted to address in this as well. So um, actually, there's a couple of questions in here. So um, like I said, if you guys if you guys want to suggest some type of topic, you have a question that you'd like answered on this show... Um, many times I'll answer it in the email too, if it's just a quick question. And if I think it's, you know, something that's pertinent to everyone, then I will also bring it up in the podcast. But, uh, it definitely, if you have like a larger topic that you'd like me to cover, you'd like to learn a little bit more about then send it in. Um, the email address is rdpodcast at gmail.com. That's rd as in rookie designer, rdpodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, I'll definitely try and work them into the show as soon as possible. So today, uh, <clears throat> the main email that I'm going to be addressing is from one of our listeners, Lauren, and um, it talks about internships, and there's a couple of issues that are going on, and uh, I'll just start off by saying internships are obviously a very good idea. Most people do that, uh, either you know at the very ending stages of your education or your degree program or whatever it is, uh, or directly after you you uh, graduate from school. And, you know, it's a great idea because it's meant to get you acclimated to a working environment. And that includes not only, you know, getting used to using the tools and stuff like that, because you've been doing that in school the whole time, or at least, you know, most of the time, I would think, but also to get you acclimated to, you know, what it's like to work in an office with other people. And uh, I think these are very important skills because it's not something that they teach you in school. It's something that you just kind of have to adapt to working with other people, working with people you may not necessarily like or respect, uh, but being able to, you know, have that relationship with those people to get the job done, you know, overlook certain things or just kind of ignore certain things that might bother you so that you guys can work together to, you know, reach that ultimate goal, which is getting your job done. So uh, these, are, these are very important lessons to learn, and an internship is a great place to learn those. That being said, um, I'm not going to put it out there that every internship is great and works exactly the way it should and, and teaches you what it's supposed to teach you, because they don't. And actually, uh, I'll probably talk a little bit about this today. I think I've mentioned it before. I had an internship that 
was, you know, supposed to do all these things that I'm talking about, and it really accomplished nothing for me. So I actually ended up um, basically quitting because I wasn't getting out of it what I needed. And bottom line there was, you know, if you're doing an internship and you're not getting paid for it and it's taking away time from you where you should be getting paid or you could be getting paid doing another job, then that's not something that you need to be doing with your time. You know, an internship should, you should have uh, certain goals for your internship, you know, what it's going to teach you or what you're going to get out of it. If, if those goals aren't met, then it's really kind of a waste of your time, right? So it's something that you, you're going to have to manage yourself. I mean, these, the, the people that hire you, they hire you for a reason. You know, they need certain work done and they're obviously getting, getting you at a premium, either, you know, a very low rate of pay or no pay at all. Um, so that's what they're basically concerned with. What you need to be concerned with is how does this affect you? You know, what are you getting out of it or what are you not getting out of it? So anyway, um, I think I'm kind of jumping ahead already, but let's start with the, the first comment here from Lauren. It says, I am doing a lot of design work and feel bad handing this over for free. Uh, I thought I would be making mood boards and getting coffee. Okay. Number one. Internships, if you have an internship where, you know, they're making you get coffee and, and things of this nature, then you might want to reevaluate the, the, the whole thing that's going on there. Because uh, like I said before, internships are about teaching you, teaching you certain things, whether it be how to use the tools, uh, adapting to, you know, the set of tools that that particular employer uses, or, um, you know, just getting more skills in the tools that you've already been learning in school or, you know, learning how to work with other people, work within a team, you know, things of that nature. Uh, if you are just going and getting coffee for people and, you know, and I know these things happen, you know, um, some people when interns come in, they start them off at the bottom of the totem pole, right? So they do have to do certain things like that. Now it's, it's not, totally terrible if they ask you to get coffee, although you're not interning to be, you know, uh, an office admin, you know? So these really aren't things that you should be asked to do. Now, again, some of, some of the people might have that uh, whole totem pole thing going on, and they don't think that you're qualified yet to work on, you know, larger parts of their projects. And, and that's, that's has to be totally okay, you know, because this is still work that they're doing for clients. This is work that, that they're staking their reputation on. Um, so they might give you either smaller bits or, you know, less responsibility, or you're doing something that doesn't directly affect the, the outcome of their project, which is fine. But getting coffee, I think, is a very extreme example of that. And I don't, I really don't think you should set your, your, expectations that low. You know, if you're doing a design internship, you should be doing some form of design, whether that's, you know, if you're, if you're designing websites or something, whether that's them making, making you go in and do screenshots of all the, of the web pages and make copies of those, you know, that's the type of low totem pole job that I would expect them to give you, not getting coffee because getting coffee obviously doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't teach you how to be a better designer. So, um, but I think you really, you need to set your, your sights high when you get that internship and you want to strive to be really a part of what they're doing. Um, 
while they may, may hesitate to actually throw you in and, and have you working on those essential pieces of their projects, uh, because again, their reputa- reputation backs their work, right? Um, you you should be able to get into some level of that, some lower level, you know, where you're not necessarily making design decisions, but you're working more in a production artist type of way where you're just producing work, you know, you're you're doing the the dirty work that people may not necessarily want to do. And uh as far as you know, doing a lot of design work and handing it over for free, I mean this is this is what happens. This is what an internship is. And there's no reason to feel bad for it because you're getting experience out of this and it's worth a lot. Even though, you know, yes, you're doing work that most people would get paid for. Um, it's it's still giving you the experience that you need to go out and get a job that pays you more money. So I think there's no really reason to feel bad. Um, you're getting quite a bit out of this deal as well. I think you just, maybe it doesn't seem like it right now, but uh, one thing that you'll, you'll recognize as you go through your time, you know, as a designer, the more experience you get, the more, uh, the more different um, tasks that you have to be assigned and, and that you go through and that you figure your way through and figure out how to do things, the better designer you're going to be. And that, that stuff is really invaluable. You know, that's, that's better than anything that, that you could be taught in a tutorial. It's actually getting that real-life working experience uh, of knowing what to do when certain things come up. Because, you know, it's always the case that something is going to go awry or something is going to happen that makes things uh, turn in a different direction. And you really have to work your way out of that or work your way through it. And really the only way to learn these things is to actually live through it and uh, have that real life experience. So anything that you can get out of this, you know, no matter how much design work you're doing, and, and if you're doing more work, then that's great because you're getting more practice, you're getting more experience of doing these things. And and that's worth a lot. It's, would it be nice if they paid you for it also? Absolutely. And if you're lucky enough to get an internship that is paid, then you're doing you're doing good there. You're you're sitting pretty. But you know, I, it's not something that you can expect from everyone. And sometimes sometimes just getting that experience has to be payment enough for you to do all the work that you're doing. All right, number two question that says, I think the guy that sits across from me is being paid, and he just graduated as well. But he was hired a week before me. Is there a way to find out? All right, this is the one that I would classify under um, business or business etiquette. So business etiquette says that we don't search for uh, information about our co-employees, our co-workers, uh, information of you know what they make or how they got hired or why they got hired. Um, you're going to work with a lot of people. Some people may actually make more money than you and have less skills and less experience and be, you know, not as good as you are. It's just something you have to deal with. As far as this guy, you know, just graduating as well and and being hired on, you know, with a salary and and not having to do the internship, uh, it's it's really none of your business to tell you the truth. And there's there's probably a set of circumstances there that you know even if you found out surf, certain information, you might not find out the whole story of you know why this guy's being paid and you're having to do a free internship. So um, 
I'm not going to say that this doesn't suck. It certainly does suck. But there are circumstances, there are uh, there are situations where this, this kind of stuff happens. And I'll tell you, I don't know what exactly what it might be, but something that happens at my work is we have a certain number of allocated seats or, you know, open recs where we can hire people on as salaried employees. But we still need members of our team. And because we don't have, you know, the budget to, you know, put in another person with a whole nother salary, then we go to internships. So it really could just be, you know, happenstance that the person that gets hired before we have the cutoff point and then have to go to interns you know, that person could be somebody that has 10 years of experience. But if there's a candidate right out of college that looks better, that we think is a better fit for that paid position, then they're going to get that job, obviously. So then a whole nother group of people come in looking for jobs and all we have left are seats for internships and unpaid inter- internships. Uh, actually, I'm not sure if we pay our interns or not. We might pay them. Uh, anyway, the case being, you know, all those seats are filled of the people who are salaried workers. So all that's left is an internship. So um, if somebody wants that internship, they can have it, of course, you know, but you know, they will be working side by side potentially with somebody who also just got out of college, but was lucky because they got to us. They, they got, they went through that interview process before it was left with only internships, you know, available there was still a seat left for a salaried worker. So, you know, that's just one of probably many, many different situations that could happen that would make it, you know, a situation like you're in where um, you have two people who just graduated and one person is getting paid for their job and the other person is not. Um, You know, of course, I don't know the situation either. Maybe this person has more skills. Maybe they did an internship while they were still in school. You know, there's lots of different factors that could play into it. And that's why I say, just, just never mind. You know, it's going to bother you. Sure. That's, that's fine. But you trying to find out information about it is just going to make it worse for you. It's going to make you more mad. Um, so I'd say, leave it alone. Uh, the, the, the other point I wanted to put to that as well. And I think it's pretty obvious that you should never really try to ask somebody what they make or find out what somebody makes, what their salary is compared to yours. Um, you should never ask anybody though. You know, you should, even if you have your best friend and you guys work, you know, even if you're not working at the same company, I guess, uh, it's just not something that you ask. If somebody really wants to tell you, they'll tell you what they make, but it's really just, it's, it's proper etiquette not to ask and, and, you know, it's just better, I think, for everyone because there there are going to be situations, like I said, where there's people with different skill levels, and somebody may not be as skilled as you are, yet they're they're making more money, and it has to do with a lot of factors too. You know, have they been working there a long time? Um, have they proven to that particular job that they can do a certain job? You know, and things like raises they happen every year, whether you're doing an excellent job or not. You know, you're you're raise is going to be a different at a different rate. It's going to uh, increase or decrease at a different rate based on the job that you're doing. But typically, people are going to get raises every year unless they just aren't doing their job, in which case, they're probably going to get fired. They're not just going to not get a a raise that year. 
Uh, question number three is, what do I do at the end of the month if I am not offered a full-time job? Okay, so here's a situation. The first question I would ask, I guess, is you guys must have signed some kind of contract that said you're going to do an unpaid internship for a month for them. And after that, um, I think it, I actually think in the, the body of the email, it did say that they said they would offer you a job at the end of the internship. So, um, and let me back up a second, talking about contracts, uh, we talk about contracts a lot and how important they are when you're working with clients to make sure that, um, that they're not getting any extra work out of you. They're going to pay for every, you know, every minute that you put into the project on that same token, when you do an internship, you should really have some sort of written up contract or agreements to what's going to happen. You know, if you if you say that you're going to give them a month of full-time work, eight hours a day, then you need that written down somewhere so that when the end of that month comes, no matter if you, you know, if you're in the middle of a project and it needs to get done, there's a deadline, if you've already fulfilled that month full of uh, full-time hours, then you're done. You know, if you want to be the nice guy or girl and actually you know, finish that project through. And maybe that might be beneficial to you as well to, to see a project all the way through to the deadline, then that's your prerogative. But if you, if you're done, you know, if you say, Hey, you know, I need to go find a job now that pays me, then that is also your prerogative, but it's going to be a lot easier for you to do that. If you have that written contract or agreement up front saying, you know, I'm working X amount of hours. And when I get to that amount of hours, I'm done no matter what's going on. So I, I think that's a good idea. As far as this question, though, uh, what happens if you're not an offered a full-time job? Well, if that's what they said that they were going to do and it doesn't happen, then you absolutely have every right to go to them and say, hey, you know, I've been with you guys for a month. Uh, I'm suffering on the hours of my other job because I'm here all the time. Uh, which it makes it hard for me to pay my bills because I don't get paid from you guys. I get paid from the other job that that I now am, am spending less time at. So I need to leave and go find somebody that is going to offer me a job that pays me. Um, I think that's more than fair. And if they don't think that's fair, then that's not somewhere where you want to work anyways, because they're they're gonna they're gonna try and shortchange you. Um, I mean, if they're trying to do it here, then they're probably going to do it in the future as well. And I don't think that's probably, probably not a, an employer that you want to be associated with. But if you do have that agreement, though, you know, if, if I guess what I want to say is not every internship will end up in a, a full-time job opportunity. When I was talking about my work, we have a couple of seats for interns and we have, you know, the recs, which are most likely filled by somebody already, uh, by a skilled worker who isn't just out of college. Um, that, that happens to be the, the deal with my place. So when the interns are done, they're done. We have no job to offer them because we don't have the budget for that. Um, there could be situations, though, where a job is kind of using an internship as a trial period. So they're going to bring you in for a month. If you do well, then they already know how you work and they know that that's, that you're somebody that they would like to hire for that position. But there are those different circumstances. So uh, the thing to remember that is that not every time you do an internship, you, is there a job for you at the end of that? 
But, you know, if somebody says to you at the beginning, they say, okay, you know, we're going to have you here for a month. You're going to do the job. We're going to, you know, see how you're doing. And there's a potential for you to be hired on full time after that. Then I definitely think if somebody says something like that to you, then you that's what you can expect. Now, whether they hire you or not is going to have a lot to do with your performance in that month, during that month. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think you can co- question whether somebody hires you or not, because maybe they just don't think you are, you're a good fit for the job. And that could have, have to do with several factors. That could have to do with your skill level, but maybe your skill level is fine. Maybe you've done all the work, you've completed everything that was asked of you, and you did it, you know, in your opinion, and in a very, you know, good way. It still could be that they don't think you fit the team, that you don't fit with the other people that work there. And, you know, that's, that has nothing to do with anything that you can change or get better at. It's just your personality versus the, the personalities of the other people that work in that office or work on that team. So, uh, again, you can't really, I don't think you can get upset with somebody for not offering you a job, but, you know, if they're, what they're trying to do is keep you continuing on with an internship of not getting paid and doing work for them then you have a legitimate gripe. Then you have something to say, hey, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. I need to either be paid for this job now or I'm going to go leave and find somebody who will pay me to do a job. And and again, that's you have every right to do that. And uh, and you should. You really should. You, you can't let these people take advantage of you because some people will. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that will try and get free work for for as long as they can get it out of you. Uh, Number four question. I'm working here full-time and my restaurant job has cut my hours because of this. How can I reconcile this? I need money, but I need this experience too. Uh, This is a good question, but one I can't answer for you. This is something that you're going to have to uh, manage yourself, really. And it's going to happen with everybody because if you're doing an unpaid internship, most likely you have a job while you're going through school also to help pay your bills and pay your college and you know, put food on the table and keep your power on. Um, if you have an opportunity to to do something that, that you can do, you know, off hours of a regular job, because typically when you work an internship, it's going to be business hours, you know, during the week, Monday through Friday, nine to five, eight to eight to five, you know, something in that range. Um, perhaps you can find a job that will, or your current job will let you switch your hours to something opposite of that. Now that kind of puts you in a bad position as well, because are you up all night working and then you have to go to work in the morning at the the internship and now you're tired and you're not putting in, you know, a full effort because you're tired. Uh, Lots of problems, lots of issues can come from this. And if you have these issues, the first thing that I would say is go to, you know, your boss, whoever that is on the internship and talk to them you know, and explain your situation and say, Hey, you know, I, I obviously need this experience and want it. I want to be here as much as I can, but it's, it's cutting back my hours at my other job, which actually pays me and I pay my bills with. Uh, if they're not understanding of that, then again, I would start to question this employer, you know, is this not only somebody you want to work for after the internship, but is this somebody that you want to do your internship with? Uh, if, if you can bring these issues to light 
before the internship even starts, then that is the best thing. You know, maybe maybe you need an internship where you don't have to put in a, a full 40-hour week. You know, maybe you can do three days out of the week or something like that. And uh, it, it really depends on what they're looking for out of the internship, you know, how much work they want you to do. But I, I think these are good things to, to talk about before you start. You know, say, you know, I have this other job and it's what pays my bills. And if that suffers then obviously I'm going to have to either quit this internship in the middle because I can't afford to pay my bills anymore, or I'm going to have to cut back back my hours. So if we can come up with a solution to this problem before it actually occurs, uh, maybe we can avoid it altogether. Now for Lauren here, sounds like obviously the problem is already happening. You know, you're already into that internship. Uh, it's already cutting into your time of your job that actually pays you. So at this point, I, I think, and in, you're going to have to base this on what you know about your your internship internship employer. Do you you're going to know better than me how this person reacts to something like this? Is this somebody that you can go to and say, "Hey, you know, I I'm not getting as many hours as, as at my job that pays me as I need to pay my bills, so we're going to have to come up with some kind of uh, agreement here that I can work less hours." Um, whether this is a person that'll be receptive to that or not, I don't know. You know, you know that better than me, and you're going to have to gauge that. Uh, if it's not, then really, I don't know what to tell you other than trying to go to your other job that does pay you and, and say, hey, you know, I really, really need this experience. Uh, can we move my hours around and get me in some hours that that uh, are opposite of this other job? <clears throat> That, again, really is for you to manage, though. You have to weigh, you know, paying your bills against getting this great experience. Which one is more important? Which one can you live with? And and which one can you live without? And uh, are you able to balance that? But I would definitely hope that you could go to the person who hired you for this internship and talk to them about it and say, I'm having some trouble here. You know, I can't pay my bills. Uh, I really want to be here, but it's it's hurting me in other areas. And hopefully they would be receptive to that kind of conversation and working something out. So uh, hopefully I answered those questions enough. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of things about internships that... Uh, would be nice to know before you go into them, but that's not always the case. Again, generally you're going to get these things when you're getting out of school. You're not going to know a whole lot about any of this stuff because you've never really worked in an office before. You've never worked for a company. You've you've worked on tiny little projects that were given to you by a teacher or by an instructor. And these are the, the kind of real world real life lessons that you're going to learn along the way. And you just, you have to adapt. You have to be very adaptable to your set of circumstances because again, things aren't always going to go exactly like you want them to. And you have to figure out how to deal with that and, and work it into your life. So um, I think just, uh, just asking questions when you can, um, trying to plan things out before they happen you know, trying to plan ahead for potential pitfalls, uh, like we talked about with the the the, uh, the having of two jobs and and not enough time for the one that that actually pays you. Um, but talking about these things upfront, uh, getting that signed agreement that says, "Hey, I'm going to work for you for this long or this many hours," and once that is done, then I am done. You know, with working for free. And uh, again, 
when you get an in, into an internship, you're trying to learn as much as you can. You're trying to get as much experience as you can. So don't worry about giving work away for free. Uh, this is the one area where where I say give as much away for free as you as you possibly can because what it is is giving you experience in working on those projects. Now, when you get into things like freelancing, stuff like that, that's when I start drawing the line at giving away free work. Uh, but for an internship, it's all about you trying to learn how to work, um, learn the tools that you're going to be working with, and learn how to work with other people and, and do it in a good way. Well, it's been a while since I did a book review, but I actually have another one to give you guys. And the title of this book is Building Design Strategy, Using Design to Achieve Key Business Objectives. And uh, this is from Allworth Press. And let's see, it says it's edited by Thomas Lockwood and Thomas Walton. This book is a, a very good read. And I think the main thing that, that I would stress about this... I my first impression that was that, you know, I, I like to talk to people and I think we have a lot of listeners here that are either in school still or just out of school, don't have a lot of design experience. Uh, that's why I try to, you know, talk in a voice that really appeals to, to that group of people, you know, not, not that I have, you know, this extensive knowledge and could talk in all kinds of jargon. I'm sure I could at, at times, but, you know, I try and stay away from using, you know, crazy buzz, buzzwords or, you know, theories or ideas that might not be, might not make a whole lot of sense to someone who's just starting out in design. So my first impression was, you know, maybe this book isn't the greatest for somebody who's just starting out. Uh, once I got in and started reading some of these, these uh, chapters of these passages, uh, it really changed my mind. And I think the overall theory of this book is what changed my mind. And, and that is because when you first start out in design, uh, it's, it's really hard to kind of distinguish between uh, doing design for the sake of design, for the sake of making something look better, or um, I hate to say it, but look pretty, <laughs> because that's what you'll probably hear from a lot of marketing people. Can you make this look pretty? But uh, it's, it's really, this book is about designing for a purpose, you know, designing for uh, a result that is something other than just making something look better. You know, we're actually trying to do something with a business uh, to, you know, promote something or to, to, you know, sell something or, you know, it's, it's all about functionality. And I've said this before, you know, when you, when you start a design, you really need to find out what you're trying to do. What function does this design have? And, uh, very seldom is that function to just make something look better unless you're designing stationary or something like that. Uh, that would be a case where you're just trying to make something look better, but you know, usually it's, it's actually trying to figure out uh, a way to interact with people, make people buy something more, uh, make something more user-friendly for people, uh, things of that nature. So this book is great because it actually, it, it gives you the, the other side of the house. And when I'm talking about the other side of the house, we're talking about a business. And, you know, my side of the house is the people who design, who develop 
who you know make web applications and, and websites and things like that. The other side of the house is the business development people, the marketing people. These are the people who have the the key objectives of the business. They know what the business is trying to accomplish. So in my case, at my full time job, um, you know we're trying to put out an, a, a software application that is very user-friendly, that gives people quick access to statistics on their vehicles. If they have a fleet of vehicles, they can know where the vehicles are, You know, if the guys are speeding, if they're driving when they shouldn't be, or where they shouldn't be. So we're trying to give that information to them in a very easy-to-consume uh, way using our software application. Um, how we go about doing that is a whole other thing. I mean, designing to to get those those key objectives out there is is the main task here. But, you know, we're not just designing a website to have a cool-looking website or to have all the new coolest 2.0, Web 2.0 features. We need to actually think about, you know, how are we going to deliver this so that the user actually can consume this data in a, a very, a very uh, well-planned-out way, something that's very easy for them. So it's this book talks kind of in that voice where you have your key objectives, you know what the business wants to do, and you're designing to get yourself to that goal. Uh, I talked a little bit about Scrum in a couple of podcasts ago, or maybe that was the last one. And this whole idea, which you know is is kind of new in business, that you're going to be very agile. You're going to be very adaptive to change. Uh, to changes in the marketplace, to, you know, there might be changes to your key objectives of your company. So you're actually, um, you're having to, you know, build little pieces of the thing instead of set out and build this whole entire piece. You're going to build little chunks of that at a time and then go in and review it with everybody in the business, all the major stakeholders. They're going to take a look at that and they're going to say, okay, you know, this is what we wanted to build. All the functionality is here. Now, you know, has anything changed? Has something changed in the marketplace that that makes us need to adapt this design to those changes? And if so, then we need to, to pinpoint those changes that we need, go back and do it again and, and put them in there. And then we'll get to that point again and review it again and say, okay, is this what we wanted? Is this up to date with, with what our goals are? And if the answer is yes, then you move on to the next chunk of that. So really, and, and I, I, I wanted to demonstrate, you know, that this is very much how designers work. You know, if we're designing a flyer, you know, we're going to get to a certain milestone. We're going to take it to the, the major stakeholder, which might be you know, just the owner of the business, or maybe it's a marketing person. And we're going to say, okay, here's where we are. Do we have everything we need in this so far? Are we going in the right direction? Uh, if the answer is no, then you go back and you do that part again. And then you bring it back to them again and review it again. If they say yes, then you get to move on to the next step. Um, so it's really applying something that I think we already are taught to uh, things that it might not have been applied to before. But it, it really talks about uh, having these goals for your business and really designing to that and, and coming up with, with something that... that and, and let me just say also that this is not always... you know It's not people designing brochures in this thing. Some of them are talking about designing cell phones, um, software. There's all kinds of things in here that may not pertain particularly to what we do, 
but I think they're good cases for showing, you know, here's the problems that we're having, here's the strategy for getting around it, and here's how we design to to the goals that we we had in mind. So again, I think it's a great read. Uh, again, it might not be for everybody. Somebody who's just starting out in design, this this probably isn't you know one of the first books that you should read. But as you kind of get into uh, the theories of design and, and, you know, different different practices and, and different reasons for doing different things, I think this is a great read for really kind of bridging yourself into that new piece of thinking about what the company wants and how that's going to affect the way you design something. So again, uh, this book is called Building Design Strategy, Using Design to Achieve Key Business Objectives. And I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes. So you can go buy that from like Amazon or something, wherever I I find it. And uh, yeah, I definitely recommend it though, if uh, anybody wants to read about these things, these kind of topics. All right, moving on, I want to talk about one more email that I got. And this email was from Terry. And she had a specific question that I thought was a, a good one and pertained to this whole idea of working for a business. And she says, uh, titles, are they really important to move up in your, into your company? So we're talking, of course, your, your job title, whether you're graphic designer, uh, web developer, whatever it is. In my opinion, or in my experience, I guess I might say, titles are kind of that variable thing. Some people are probably going to put a lot of weight behind them, and some people not so much, you know? The hope is that you're really going to be judged more on your experience, your skills, you know, how well you work and uh, what you're able to do for them. And that's really going to shape what your, what your title should be. Um, as far as my job, at least when I changed from my, uh, I was basically a graphic artist and I switched to my web design role. Um, I was still doing lots of the graphic design as well. And the president of my company at that time really didn't care what the hell I called myself. So I actually got to make up my own title, which I just named myself the senior designer. Um, I chose senior because it does sound better. You know, I am the senior, although I'm the only designer there. So really I would be the senior, I guess, because there's nobody above me. But I chose designer because I do both web design and I was doing also graphic design or print design, I guess you would say. Um, but yeah, some people are going to not really care what your title is. And hopefully that's the case. Like I said, hopefully they're basing it more on um, proven skills and experience rather than what title you had at your old job, because it's very deceiving. You know, you could be coming from a job like mine where nobody cared what you were called, or you could be coming from a company like mine where the design team is very small. So of course you are the senior designer because there are no other designers. Um, going to a business where there's maybe a larger team there, where there are you know a design team of 10. And being a senior designer on that team really means a lot more because there's 10 other people that work with you. So I guess there's no, really no good answer to that. But if you have the opportunity to change your title and that's something that you think is important and something that you want to take with you, then yeah, I would, I would definitely talk to your boss about that. 
I would just also be careful because I think titles can be deceiving sometimes, especially when you're when you're making a move, like I said, to from a smaller company to a larger company. You know, I could essentially call myself the art director at my company. Does that mean I have art director experience? Probably not, because I'm not working with a team of designers, you know, having them bring stuff to me and me making decisions, you know, high level decisions on on design is not going to be the same as if I go to a larger company where an art director really does have those responsibilities. So again, there it really points more to your experience and your skills than it does to the title that you have. So um, I would say, you know, don't worry about titles too much, but, you know, there are going to be those jobs that, that put some kind of emphasis on that. So if you are able to move up your, your job title into a higher ranking, I guess you would say, then definitely I would, I would try and do that. Things are getting a bit out of hand. Looks like it's time to go to the bullpen. All right. The website that I have for today for the bullpen is called Six Revisions, and it's useful information for web designer, web developers and designers. So, um, and I actually think some of this stuff even goes beyond the web, um, but it has some, some good articles, it has tutorials, it has freebies like textures, and uh, there's some brushes in here and some free icons, things like that. But just a, a great place to come for, you know, there's a million sites out here like this, but I found this one to be laid out very nicely. Uh, they have some, some really nice articles on it and uh, some, some good tutorials that cover things that not everybody is covering. Uh, the, the tutorials are more towards web layout and design and things like that. So uh, that might only appeal to a certain group of you, but I think it's a great site. And actually, I found this site by being on LinkedIn, excuse me. And uh, I actually joined a group on LinkedIn that uh, is for graphic designers. So if you're in LinkedIn, maybe do a little search and search for groups. There's a graphic designers, graphic design professionals group in LinkedIn. And that might be something you want to be a part of because they actually send out links like these that, that show you different uh, useful tools like this, useful resources. So again, it's called Six Revisions and that's at sixrevisions.com. And uh, I think it's a great site to check out. So I'll just say it one more time. Uh, if you guys want to promote the the podcast, you know, tell somebody else about it that you think might be interested in it. I definitely would appreciate that. It would help me out a whole lot. And uh, if you want to shoot out a message on Twitter about this, uh, that is appreciated as well. Uh, we got a lot of followers now, so I try and put things up every once in a while. It's been a little slow going lately, but uh, I will try and pump that up a little bit more. But uh, yeah, definitely if you guys can give a shout out for the podcast, that would be great. Also, if you want to send in a topic or just send me a question at all, you can do that at rdpodcast at gmail.com, rdpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I'll try and get back to you as soon as possible, which isn't always soon, but uh, it's it'll be as soon as I can do it. Um, thanks again for, for listening to the podcast, downloading, subscribing, however you get the podcast. I really appreciate you guys stopping by and giving me you know a good 45 minutes of listening to me jabber on about certain topics. And I hope that uh, you guys can definitely get something out of it. And... Uh, I guess that's about it for this time, so I'll just remind you that everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star. That one's high. It's got the distance. It's high.